eight years old are dismissed for Children's Church. Remember, if you are being baptized, though, if you would stay up here uh, so that you can be ready to be dismissed at the end of my message. Brother Gary, I want you to go ahead and plan on singing that Take Time to Be Holy as one of the songs later on. goes great with our message today. Turn to Psalm 119, please. I'm going to break away from my series on the Gospel of Mark because I was really burdened to bring a message, um, really a charge to the ones that are going to be baptized today. Uh, try to encourage them in their walk with the Lord. But also, as I was studying this passage more and more, I see that actually this uh, sermon and this message is for all of us where we're living today. So Psalm 119. And just to remind you, or maybe to inform you, that Psalm 119 is an acrostic. Uh, it is divided up into 22 stanzas that go along with the 22 Hebrew uh, letters in the alphabet, their alphabet, that is. And with each stanza, there is eight verses. Okay, So we're going to be looking at the third stanza, the letter Gimel. And every one of these verses in the Hebrew Bible starts with that G. We'll just say that G letter. Um, at the beginning of each of these verses. So it's really neat how God has designed His Word with uh, rhyme and rhythm and with organization and design. But also, uh, I really don't want to focus on that as much today. I want to focus on the message and how it really applies to our life today. Uh, go ahead, let's go ahead and read verses 17 through 24. The Word of God says, Deal bountifully with thy servant, that I may live and keep thy word. Open thou mine eyes, that I may behold wondrous things out of thy law. I am a stranger in the earth. Hide not thy commandments from me. My soul breaketh for the longing that it hath unto thy judgments at all times. Thou hast rebuked the proud that are cursed, which do err from thy commandments. Remove from, the re- remove from me reproach and contempt, for I have kept thy testimonies. Princes also did set Excuse me. Princes also did sit and speak against me, but thy servant did meditate in thy statutes. Thy testimonies also are my delight and my counselors. Years ago when I was at the church in Arvada, we had a young lady come with her daughter to the church and she was in great need. She had been served an eviction notice and in the state of Colorado you have the Renters Bill of Rights. Uh, Bill of Rights, and so she had like three days to uh, be kicked out, and I don't know all the details of that stuff, but she came, and she had a couple hundred dollars she needed to pay her rent, and uh, as I got to know her with the pastor I was working under, we uh, found out quickly that she didn't have any family in town. I uh, asked her about any friends that she had, and she had friends, but none of them would be, I think, willing to help. Uh, family wasn't willing to help or was not able to help. And we started talking to her about her connection maybe with a local church. Found out that she didn't go to a local church. She didn't go to church at all. And so the pastor and I took the opportunity to share the gospel of Christ with her. And she sat there with her daughter squirming all over the place and respectfully listened to the plan of salvation. She didn't accept Christ that day. But she did listen to us and we did help her out because she really had a legitimate need, we thought. And I really believe she does. She did to this day. But about a month later, she came back to the church. And she was asking for the same thing, for another month's rent. And again, we sat down and we shared the plan of salvation. But when we started doing that, she said, no, I don't want to hear that. And, I, and we said, well, 
uh, we were wanting to minister not only to your financial need, but to the greatest need you have, which is salvation. And she got up and she left, and we weren't able to help her. But And you may hear that story, and you probably responded like I did with sympathy. You feel sorry for this lady. Um, some that I've shared, some people that I've shared this story with, they criticized this lady because she had burned all the bridges in her life. But before we cast stones at her, let's think about our own relationship to the Lord. Because many times we can live, even as children of God, been bought, been saved by the blood of Christ, and we can live independent of God. We can burn those bridges. We can really think that we can live the Christian life or follow uh, the will of God independent of Him. And here in this psalm, uh, Psalm 119, it's all about the Word of God. But this stanza in particular is a prayer. Did you get that when I read it? His prayer starts out, Deal bountifully with thy servant that I may live and keep thy word. And it ends with another reference to servant in verse 23. Princes also did sit and speak against me, but thy servant did meditate in thy statutes. I want you to just get this for a moment. A lot of times we go to the Word of God. I mean, we live the Christian life. And we live the Christian life, or even even live in this life, and we're tempted to live it apart from God and His Word. And God hasn't called us to be lone strangers to Him on the earth, but He's called us to be servants of Him on the earth. And the difference between and the, the emphasis there with servant is the servant is dependent on the master. And that is the kind of relationship we should have to God in His Word. I titled this message No Lone Strangers. And sometimes when we are living the Christian life and we're trying to do God's will, it's not always it's not always a bed of roses. It's not always a walk in the park. A lot of times we face persecution for obeying God's word. Sometimes we face loneliness. Sometimes we face rejection. And even sometimes we get a sense of we may even struggle with feelings of abandonment. And I really believe that the author of this psalm is David. And if it is, then I believe he, I know from the Old Testament itself that he dealt with these kind of emotions. Now granted, he's not the perfect model to follow. Okay, He was a man after God's own heart. But there were times that God spoke to him and he knew God's will in a certain situation and he did it and, it, and he was alone. For example, he was anointed king. And when he waited for his time as king, what happened? King Saul was jealous and persecuted him and tried to kill him. When he was king, as God put him in that position, later on in his life, and he was reigning, and I'm not saying that he did everything as a king like he should have, but as reigning and leading Israel as God's anointing king, what happened under his rule? One of his sons, Absalom, turned against him. So I'm just using it as an illustration. I really, um, whether it was David or not who wrote this, we all, if we are going to obey the Word of God, we're going to face challenges in obeying it. And God hasn't called us to face them alone. Actually, God wants to help you accomplish His will for your life. And we see in this psalm, it's a prayer. And so my application to you is, 
if God is offering to help you accomplish His will, then you need to ask for it. You need to ask for His help. And I am so burdened as in my own personal life as well as for this church that we be people of prayer. Amen? And, you know, this Wednesday night deal is a great opportunity for us as a church to come together to pray together. I'm not making this up. I really see the importance of it because in Acts chapter 2, we're going to be following the pattern of Acts chapter 2, verse 41 today with the baptism where people are, they received the gospel of Christ, the word that was preached by Peter, and they were baptized, and then they were added to the church, and then they followed or listened in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in the breaking of bread, and at the end of that verse, and in prayer. See, See, the church in the New Testament met for prayer. And I really want God to be working through us. He's already working through us. But I want Him to continue to work through us, and I want to see Akron turned upside down for Christ. Can I get an amen on that? Okay. You guys awake this morning, or is it too hot? Can someone turn the fans on back there? Some people are waving at me. Okay, yeah, if you can do that. I, I feel like I'm, people are getting uh, a little sleepy this morning. Okay, here in uh, Psalm 119, uh, verse 17, uh, I, I've divided this up into four points, two verses each. Okay, it's eight verses. Deal bountifully with thy servant that I may live and keep thy word. Open thou mine eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of thy law. You're going to see in these eight verses that God uses several synonyms for the word of God. The first one in this, in this couplet is law. Okay? It says, um, his prayer is, open thou mine eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of thy law. Marvelous things out of thy law. And what does that word law mean? It means it's the Hebrew word Torah, which you may have heard before for the word of, for the law of Moses or the generally for the whole law of God. But it actually means instruction. Instruction. And I tell you, when we um, are serving the Lord Jesus Christ, we need to ask God and when we come before His Word and we're sitting under the preaching of His Word, we need to ask for understanding. Our prayer needs to be, Open thou mine eyes, that I may behold wondrous things, treasures out of your instruction. What kind of instruction has God given us in the New Testament? It says that God has given us the Spirit of truth. The Spirit of truth. That means He is the, He's the Spirit of God, and one of His functions in dwelling us as believers, if you've accepted Jesus for, as your Savior, trust in Him for salvation, is He teaches you. And that's very appropriate because that, that He teaches us the Word of God because who inspired the Word of God? God did. And it says in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 21, that holy men of God did not write the Word of God by any private interpretation or by the will of man, but they were moved by the Holy Ghost. See, the Holy Spirit uses His Word because He wrote it to teach you. And so your prayer needs to be, God, may your Spirit open my eyes to behold wondrous things out of your Word. God has also given you the teaching of His servants as well. He's given you teachers like in Sunday school or a preacher or a missionary or evangelist or even your parents' kids to teach you the Word of God. Their responsibility is to train you up in the way 
of the Lord to nurture and admonish you in the ways of the Lord. And so even your parents are servants of the Lord. They have been placed over you for a reason, to train you to serve the Lord. And so we have here the application to ask God to help you understand His Word, but also to help you apply it to your life. And uh, you don't need someone else to play the Holy Spirit in your life. You already have the Holy Spirit. And He makes the appropriate applications. And it says here, deal bountifully. I mean, I love this. He comes before God and He says, shower on me fully, in abundance, these things. Deal bountifully with me, with your servant. Why? That I may live. That I may live. And not just exist, but this has a sense of revival. The same word is used and translated as revived later on in this song. And I really believe it talks about spiritual revival. And we need to come to God and say, help me understand your word and apply it that I may thrive spiritually. Amen? And we need to be praying this prayer personally in our lives. And God promises here, deal bountifully with thy servant that I may live and keep thy word. And the promise here is he will. He will prosper you and living out the Word of God in your daily life. How should you pray over God's Word? Ask for understanding of His Word. Second of all, ask God to help you desire His Word. Look at verse 19, verses 19 and 20. I am a stranger, the psalmist writes, in the earth. Hide not thy commandments from me. My soul breaketh for the longing that it hath unto thy judgments at all times. Two synonyms here for the Word of God commandments, and judgments. I'm going to highlight judgments here. Judgments aren't like, you know, lightning from heaven. But what it actually means is decisions. Okay, a judgment I make in life. Well, God has made judgments and He's written them down in the Word of God. He has chosen and made boundaries for you and me. And that word judgments has to do with God's principles and commands that He has written and preserved in His Word for you and for me. And so we need to go to God and say, help me desire Your Word and what Your decisions are for my life. This uh, this little couplet here highlights the fact that we're strangers in a sin-cursed world. This world is the enemy to God. It's not a friend to God at all. And it's such a temptation, isn't it? For a Christian, as we taught in Sunday school, to become a friend of God. To love the world and the things of the world. The lust of the flesh is a temptation. The lust of the eyes is a temptation. The pride of life. All these things and many more are all temptations to draw our desires toward the world instead of toward God. And what should your prayer be? Young people that are being baptized, all of us that are wanting to grow in Christ, is God, please, give me a desire for Your Word. He describes it here in this couplet that my soul or my heart breaketh. It is crushed for the longing that I have for Your decisions that You've written down. Isn't that pretty awesome? He had, David was a man after God's own heart and he, his heart was crushed when he didn't have God guiding his life making the decisions and giving Him some leadership in life. And I challenge you, do you have that kind of desire? I miss, you know, I only missed a Wednesday night this year 
that I know of. And then that one time, yes, when my grandmother passed away. But I'll tell you, even on that Sunday that I wasn't here, I was, I was in church somewhere. Because I wanted to hear the Word of God. And, I, and that kind of sounds boastful. I'm not trying to set myself up as a hero. But, that, but you know, that's where we should be. Is be under the preaching of God's Word. But not only that. Is it only enough to just show up at a service once a week? Or maybe even twice a week if you're really godly? Okay? No. You need to be studying God's Word and having a desire for His Word every day. Because the, th- the fact is, we make thousands of decisions every day. And if you're depending on one service, one time of hearing and being fed the Word of God, you're probably making, what, 6,000 decisions probably wrong during the day if you make 1,000 a day. Okay? All those decisions because you only are being fed the Word of God on one day. So I challenge you new believers in Christ, get in the Word of God. And I know that sometimes there's going to be words in the Bible, whatever version you're using, but it doesn't matter. It's words in there that you kids may not understand. It's okay. I have to pick up a dictionary too, okay? And find out what those words are. But you know what? We still need to be praying and asking God to give us understanding of His Word and then second of all, a desire for His Word. We need a desire after His Word and may our hearts be crushed without its guidance. May there... May this desire that the psalmist is talking about not just come and go, but it's written here in the Word of God that it might be at all times. That it might be a daily, constant thing. That's what the Word of God says here. At all times. The third way to pray over God's Word is ask God to help you honor His Word. Verse 21, Thou hast rebuked the proud, or the arrogant, that are cursed, which do err from Thy commandments. For I have kept Thy testimonies. Excuse me, I totally skipped a line there. Let me start over. Thou hast rebuked the proud that are cursed, which do err from thy commandments. Remove from me reproach and contempt, for I have kept thy testimonies. Okay, quickly here, we read about the proud. Who are the proud? They're described as people who live, first of all, apart from God. They are arrogant. They believe that their life and that, that the way they live is self-sufficient. That they are the end and end the beginning and end of their life. Okay, I'll just put it that way. And they are very self-sufficient and independent and they are okay with living apart from God. The Bible calls them the proud or even the foolish sometimes. Second of all, they're described as ones that are disobeying the commandments of God. And I tell you, as we talk about this synonym, the testimonies of God here, That word testimonies has to do with the eyewitness or the witness that God has written down in His Word. Testimony is a pretty good word, I think, to describe it in our vernacular today. A testimony of what God says about Himself and about reality or the truth. And And do those things offend people sometimes? They do. You know the Bible says that when God made man, He made them male and female? And now we have people say, it doesn't matter if God made me male or female, it depends on what I identify with. But see, that contradicts God's Word. Can I get an amen on that? (laughs) Okay. All right. Man, you guys are worrying me this morning. Okay. Wake up. All right. Well, I better go ahead and draw to a conclusion here pretty soon. 
But God has written down the truth about Himself and about the, about Himself and also the truth about reality. And you know what? People will mistreat you when you honor God's Word. They will criticize you for wasting your time on studying the Bible and trying to obey it. And how do you respond to those people? His prayer here in this uh, couplet in verse uh, 22, remove from me reproach and contempt. In other words, Lord, deal with these people. Deal with these people. They are uh, laying on me reproach and contempt, and may you remove that from my life in whatever way you see fit. But deal with that person. So how should we respond to people that mistreat us for standing for the Word of God? Pray for them. Pray for them. Pray for God to work in their hearts. Because the fact is, God will do a better job working in their hearts than you ever will. He he will. Then the fourth thing to ask is ask God to help you focus on His Word. It says here, Princes also did sit and speak against me. And I really believe this is King David. Fellow princes, fellow rulers in the land. They sat and they spoke against Him. But Thy servant did meditate in Thy statutes. Thy testimonies also are my delight and my counselors. And that word meditate, I know you probably heard it explained a lot of times, but it has to talk about, it means to mull over something. Literally, it literally means to talk over with yourself over and over again. Have you ever done that before with God's Word? Um, Crystal caught me yesterday after the graveside service. I was uh, getting in the car and I was opening the door for her and I was thinking about what I preached on and what I said and I started I started muttering to myself and she said what did you say and and then sometimes I even I get in that I'm start I, and what I was actually meditating on was not on what I I was meditating on what I preach you know because I'm very critical of myself after I preach and so I'm sitting here going through what and meditating on what I preached at the funeral and what I preached at the graveside service and so I'm mulling over that and I'm literally talking to myself and that's exactly what this word meditate means uh don't try to do that too much in public. Okay, I don't advise that. But, you know, that's what it means to mull over, to focus on something. And here, David is bringing up that his peers, fellow princes, would criticize his choice to follow God's Word. Uh, to Authorities, princes here, speak against following God's Word. And we see that even in our country today. You know, as our president and legislators, they uh, side with immorality and things that contradict the clear teaching of God's Word. And they are posturing themselves to um, prosecute and to criticize. They already, do, already are criticizing those who follow God's Word and uphold the standards in His, in His law. And so the response that you and I must have is not to be moved. To focus on the statutes or literally the requirements that God has placed on us. To focus on the requirements God has placed on you. And it says here, as David, Thy testimonies became to me a delight and counselors. And I tell you, young people who just recently trusted Christ, or every one of you, we need to be focused on God's Word in these days. And when you are going through times of suffering, the Word of God says, and I think you'll agree with David, you'll be able to rejoice and delight in His Word and His promise that you're doing His will. And then second of all, you will have wisdom for times when difficult decisions have to be made. Aren't you glad that you're not alone in this world? 
that God cared enough for you that He wrote down what His will and purpose for your life is. But so many times, we neglect it. And we even neglect Him. And God wants you to seek His help. But all you have to do is ask for it. Ask for God to help you to understand His instructions. Ask God to help you desire His guidance. Ask God to help you honor His standards. And ask God to help you to remain faithful to Him. Uh, This time I'm going to have our baptismal candidates. If you will go ahead and be dismissed. Boys on this side, girls on this side. And I'm going to close in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank You, Lord, for this challenge from Your Word. God, we thank You that we have the privilege of having Your Word written down and preserved for us. And we actually are so privileged in this century, in this time period, to have the Bible in our own language. That we don't even have to study another language to understand Your Word. We also have the privilege of most of us having a copy of God's Word in our house, whether we read it or not. And oh God, as Your servants, we need to hear from our Master. Lord, I pray that You would help us to understand Your Word. I pray, God, that You would help us to desire and long after Your Word. Lord, I pray that You would help us to remain faithful and to seek a revival from Your Word. Pray for these young ones that have just recently accepted Christ as Savior. Lord, that they would be rooted and rooted in Christ, built up in Christ, and established in Him through Your written Word. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.